Hello, and welcome once again to Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. This is Phil speaking with me, as always, is Dave. And this week we've got coming off of my shelf, 1987's Predator, directed by uh, John McTiernan, written by Jim and John Thomas, and obviously starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Maybe not obvious to everybody, but certainly to me. <laughs> Dave, uh, how are you doing this week, buddy? And uh, what, are your, what are your initial thoughts of this movie? Had you ever seen this before? Are you excited? you pumped? Yeah, Phil. Uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you. Busy week. But I was able to get this watch in. Uh, I ju- I'm just coming off of a watch, the watch. I have never seen it before. I may have seen maybe a clip or two of this movie. You've obviously have made reference to it uh, to a point of that's enough. Uh, you know, get to the chopper. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I'm really, I'm literally just coming off of uh, um, the watch. So I'm coming in hot, and I have to say, Phil, this movie came in pretty hot too. Right out of the gates, it was. Uh, I didn't realize who had directed it, so that was uh, that was nice to see. Didn't know a whole lot about the movie, obviously. That everybody knows about it if they haven't seen it. I mean, obviously, it's a bit of a surprise that I haven't seen it, and a little bit sad. I mu- I will admit that. <laughs> I would say it's becoming less and less of a surprise. To that most is true. Still audience. sad. Still sad, but less surprising. Yes. Uh, but I chalk this up to you know. I think about people who who like Seinfeld, but only may have seen an episode or two. Oh, that's pretty. And I envy them. I envy those people because I have seen Seinfeld, as you know, every episode thirty times. So it's certainly lost some of its zest. I can only imagine watching it again for the first time. So that's what Mm -hmm. kind of position I've put myself in for films like Predator. Is that you've seen it multiple times? Most people in our in our around our age probably have seen it you know 10 12 times some cases probably more for the for the really 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 big fans so here i am put this in my back pocket for 25 30 years and i get to watch it for the very first time now that's not always good necessarily because the movie's from 1987 so again that'll be something we can certainly discuss but uh, i'm not going to share it all now but it's, it's interesting my, 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 my viewpoint is going to be interesting I think the fact that I haven't seen it before and it's been it's a movie that's obviously from 1987 having said all that Phil give me most of your history of this movie if not if we have the time give me all of your history uh, with this film <laughs> please well I have to say the why uh that I chose this movie because, as you remember, last yeah, it was week, like an audible I, or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I had another movie that I was really ready to pull the trigger on, and then you were talking about uh, at the end of Split, and there's this moment where Bruce Willis is there, and the unbreakable music cue kind of comes in, and you're kind of great, you, you explained how you were really excited and like, oh gosh, you know, kind of tying it all together and so on, and and in that moment, I thought, whether well, I have a movie that follows something similar or having a similar experience that you got to experience with me without uh, having any yes, reference point. I was going to bring that up, yes. And, and so I couldn't help but think of playing uh, the Ghost Recon game mm. uh, and Wildlands. having it in the back of my head thinking, I remember this this score, like this sounds like the Predator score. Yes, and the one and, 
yeah, as things progress, it's like, holy shit, we're playing a Predator minigame or something within the within this uh, uh, otherwise completely different, you know, generic kind of game. So, but in that moment, I, I had some chills. I was getting really, really pumped and excited, and we had to do all these mini things and reveal this, the, the skinned bodies, and, you know, all of a sudden, I was like, holy shit, we're playing Predator. So, uh, I had to, mm-hmm. at that moment, and, I, you know, Prey had just come out. Yeah, uh, that's true. So it was sort of in the zeitgeist, but it, I couldn't help but think I had chills in that moment while playing that video game and getting pumped up for for what the the connective tissue might have been, and and it was the closest connection I had to your Unbreakable story. So that's kind of why I chose it this week. Now, again, I I certainly didn't see this in the theater coming out in '87. I would have been eight years old. Yeah, uh, frowned upon. However, I'm pretty sure you know. Again, like most of these watches, it's it's courtesy of the video store. And my parents having zero uh, <laughs> interest in protecting their kids from uh, the content. Uh, yeah. God. So it God just uh, was God. something. Uh, yeah, I think. And, you know, it, it didn't help or it didn't hurt, sorry, that it had uh, Jesse Ventura in it, who was yeah. a professional wrestler that I was yeah. very kind of familiar with. I was a big wrestling fan when I, I was the, younger. So it really tied in. Yeah. Yep. Of course. Absolutely. Pink, pink pants. And the yeah, whole I, thing. I recall him. I think he had like yeah. pink pants. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and the bandana, and the, yeah, I loved it. And yeah. so all of those things really tied in, and I remember immediately really liking this movie uh, and not, you know, fully, let's say, consciously understanding why, but like you're a kid, I like, you know, explosions. I'm a big, again, horror makeup effects guy, mm-hmm. even at that young age, so I was really digging all of that prosthetic work and so forth. So in the end, this movie immediately connected and I love the score. And then it just it just has stuck with me for, for all these years. I go back to it not as often, you know. Uh, I got the 4K, of course, uh, a couple years back and, 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 and gave it a watch. It's a yearly? Is and this a yearly watch? or I think at that point it probably been four or five since. So this is going to be, you know, seemingly anyway on track for every couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's just fantastic. Uh, I loved it. Uh, and even watching it now... There's a couple of quibbles that I have, obviously, as you can imagine, just getting a little older or the, just, you know, viewing movies maybe a little more critically. But uh, I'd say pretty close to a near-perfect movie. And uh, a lot of that comes down to John McTiernan, uh, the director, as you mentioned. Uh, you didn't recognize the name maybe at first, but now that you know, you know you'll, you'll know that he's oh, yeah, certainly tired. responsible uh, yeah. <laughs> for quite a few of... Uh, some great movies, you know, certainly the Die Hard movies, uh, the original and the third, third, so that's yes. sort of... The good ones. Yeah, so like the the two good ones, exactly, so I that's like a thing. I like two, but one, <laughs> one and three are the best, so yes. That's right. Uh, he did, you know, your beloved Jack Ryan, uh, Hunt for Red October, the one uh, we haven't watched yet, of course. Uh, I've Saving it. seen that one, but... Saving it. Of course, of best course. Of and I, I really uh, really liked his Thomas Crown Affair in 99. So oh, yeah, was, uh, he hasn't made a movie in a long time. Uh, Pierce Brosnan, yeah, and uh, Rene Russo. I really like that movie. So, anyway, a very, very talented director. Uh, it really shines through in this movie. I think it holds up terribly well. It's it's really a fantastic, excellent. And I, you know, I'm not an action guy, generally speaking. Um, yeah, but I your, think this uh, is this you, is pretty your, perfect. You have your exceptions, and I uh, I have my exceptions of certain genres too. So I'm glad we can we can work this out. And it's interesting to get these different viewpoints, Phil, because you've seen it obviously a few times and we we know how much i nitpicked at saving private ryan and i have i have friends who were like what are you talking about 
This movie's amazing. Like, yeah, I know, I know, and I felt I felt bad, but this is, this is my perspective now, and we're talking about it now, so this will be an interesting one to have a couple of different perspectives. I didn't get that second watch in, so I, I there's not a whole lot of nitpicking will be happening on my end because I, I I was in it for the movie experience as we tried to do. I think typically our first viewing is just sit back, enjoy this movie, and 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 see what. Uh, jumps off the screen and, and sometimes there are glaring you know like oh ee, uh, okay uh, <laughs> because of simply it's a the movie from 1987 so but in general I was pleasantly surprised with the number of times I'm like well that doesn't make sense or oh that's obvious uh, or that's a stunt double or you know, those things didn't come up very often very very little actually for me uh, during this watch so it was a it was just pure entertainment, and we can certainly talk about, like you mentioned earlier, the certain things like the soundtrack and, and the direction are, are certainly it's one of its strong points. And I think you mentioned this it was Arnold's first movie. I think we, had you mentioned that, or did no. I? It's not his first movie. No, right. it's 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 our first movie that we've that that uh, of Arnold Schwarzenegger's. It is. Uh, we've gone he, almost made two seasons few. without Arnold. Okay. Yes, yes, but he had done prior to this. He had done well, Stay Hungry for sure, but Conan the movies, ah, uh, Conan. The Terminator, Commando, yes. well, lots of other options before they got to this one. You're right. My apologies, my apologies, Philip. I I often miss here, and then once I miss here, I offer up some misinformation. Uh, so Phil, I watched whatever I watched on Disney Plus, which is you know this is a Disney Plus sort of movie for sure. Uh, had a happy ending and everything, so it does qualify as a Disney movie. <laughs> uh, now, neither of us saw it in theaters, of course. Uh, now, did you notice, uh, how was the upgrade for you just visually from watching it on, can I say you watched it on VHS? Can I say that? Can I 100%. Okay. 100%. And then, I'll, let, I'll allow. Okay, thank you. And, and seeing it in your glorious, uh, in all its 4K-ness, uh, is it something that you're, that triggers a memory of watching on VHS or noticing it? Or I know sometimes I kind of forget and just think I'm watching it the same, even though it's clearly, clearly, clearly clearer, if you will. Yeah, for sure. I don't have any real memories of watching it on video. Uh, I certainly, uh, my most recent memories uh, would have been watching it on. But this is one that's actually now that I say that I have had it. I've owned it on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, and now the 4K. Oh. So. Uh, it's one that's that's done the it's gone for the journey with me, but I don't have any distinct like I mean the 4K is is it's obviously pristine, it's obviously beautiful and so forth, um, but it's not something that I particularly remember it looking bad before, you know. Uh, yeah. Other than now the the green the forest as it were is a little the jungle is a lot like lusher, you know the greens are deeper and so forth, but uh, there isn't anything that sticks out as being well this was bad when I watched it last and now it's. It's that much better. It's not. It's, it's nothing like that. It's, it's gorgeous, gorgeous, and I'm sure on uh, Disney it was uh, yeah, uh, 4K as well. I, I'm not positive. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, but uh, no, I I, th I thought I was pleasantly impressed with uh, the visuals of it. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of green, but I love green, so I was happy to see that being the main color in this movie. And I was curious to see, well, what's the predator gonna gonna look like? Because obviously, I, I knew enough to know that. He has this whole camouflage thing going on for him, which is a quite a quite advantageous, I must say, for him to be yep. able to do that, and it can make it quite tricky for the prey because I guess they are the prey if he's the predator. 
Uh, he's clearly is a predator, though. Some of these guys would could be considered predators themselves, but I think on this playing field, Philip, I would probably consider Arnold and the boys the prey. I think that's uh, uh, I think that's made pretty clear early on after the first probably major action scene, which we'll get to soon. I hope because I love it. So yeah, for sure. I mean, what's interesting is that the trailer for this movie indicates something different. The the trailer, if you watch it, it it positions Arnold as the predator uh, in the in the way that it's put together. Oh, uh, it's which a level me, playing field, maybe. Kind of laugh. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was gonna say, yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't really have any offense until the very end of this movie, right? So, so the trailer obviously is selling it as an as an Arnold movie, and 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 I think it's kind of funny when you watch it. As again, as a kid, you watch the trailer and you're just excited about you know stuff blowing up and Schwarzenegger doing his you know action thing. When you watch the movie and, and watch the trailer now as sort of an adult, you realize, well, this is a lot of sort of misrepresenting uh, what actually happens in the movie. But um, it's something that stuck out to me as being kind of humorous to try and sell it as like, you know, Schwarzenegger is the predator. I'm like, nah, not really. No, not so much. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, even playing ground towards the end. Once he got his, he, he got prepped and all that. I think maybe, yes. maybe, maybe a level uh, yeah. there, but that's, and that's that's twenty. The last fifteen to twenty minutes of a of an uh, of an hour, hour and fifty five uh, fifteen minute movie. So again, just to, it's just humorous to to know or to look at the way films are particularly in the eighties, but in general are marketed to try and accentuate certain aspects and get different uh, different groups in there. It just made me chuckle to watch it and think yeah, it's a little slight misrepresentation. That's all. Well, that yeah, that being which it may or is, uh, I must say this is American fine cinema. This is, you know, this is this is this is an American movie, clearly like this. And this is a, a strength, I would say. And this is a compliment. I'm trying to compliment. This is a compliment. But this is a movie that is definitely um, action and violent and gruesome and that's what america does great you know what i mean so this is their this is their strong suit and i think if funny as this sounds it's a bit of a lost art personally and i think it's got a lot to do with the soundtrack which is really what is the lost art i feel because i'm thinking in my head when i'm watching this i mean i'm in it right away phil like right from the the opening sequence the, the music is already you know i'm like oh man this is gonna be awesome this is gonna be yeah this is gonna be something else and it, it didn't really it, and, it, and it followed through for the most part at least at that point and, and into the first you know at least the very the first half of the movie at the very least and i'm thinking there's scenes where they're just walking you know through mm -hmm. the jungle and i feel like a movie today would just not think of this as an opportunity to add this type of soundtrack to a movie and we just see them walking through and we're depending on other things for tension and and things like that and i find that a lot of the movies today aren't as good for that reason where this is truly do i want to say classic i don't know i'm not i've only watched it once i don't know if i'm in a position to call it a classic i don't think i'm qualified but i can see where this would be in a conversation of this being a classic american film well, coming in hot with opinions left, right, and center. Uh, <laughs> I think, maybe, possibly. Uh, I would say it's definitely it's an, it's an action movie classic. It's from the era of big action movies, starring one of the biggest action movie stars, and a created a property uh, that has spawned at least 
four of its own sequels or three of its own sequels as well as spawning the A- Alien vs. Predator series of movies as well as comic books and video games and so forth. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think that, that the the verdict is in. This is a classic <laughs> uh, action movie uh, from 1987 that, that holds up today. And, and I, I don't know whether it re- how it relates to modern movies or not or what they're doing or otherwise, but I will say that, that from the perspective of uh, watching this movie that, as you said, is... is you know, 35 years old, it is, it holds up in terms of being very tense. It's paced perfectly, I think, in terms of getting you hooked into the story without overdoing it, which is to say that it's not all action all the time. It builds the tension. It shows the sort of macho, uh, masculine approach to solving a problem, let's say, um, and shows them ultimately being stripped of all of that machismo and left with terror, fear, and paranoia to a certain extent. You know, yeah. Billy certainly has those kind of moments. So there's so much about this movie that 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 is, I think, still gripping and still in, intense, and, and I, I've seen it, uh, you know, a dozen times, but still find and can marvel at the both the simplicity of this movie but also the execution of it. It's really a great study of how to create tension and release tension and build it up again and and do it again. And those are things that I, I gravitate towards in horror movies. Often, you know, it's sort of building, building, building. There's the moments of attack, as it were, uh, in a horror movie, the murder, the death, so forth. And then it goes back into scaring you mode and tension and is it behind that corner or that corner. So this movie operates very similarly without all the mechanics of, you know, a slasher movie. But it still has elements of a kind of a horror movie. This is yeah. be pushing it into a sci-fi horror movie even more than, close. than an action movie only in so much as there's only a couple of what I would call action scenes. The rest is, is pretty... Uh, tense and again, pretty pretty nerve wracking kind of kind of suspense movie. So it's really well put together in that regard. I, I think, and again, brilliantly shot uh, by McTiernan. And you know, the score, as you mentioned right away, you know, it's a guy named Alan Silvestri that did the score for this movie. Yeah, yeah, recognize that name. And uh, well, he's just he's he's one of those great composers from that era. You know, obviously everybody knows the John Williams of the world, and 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 rightfully so. The guy's incredible. But Alan Silvestri, at the very least, is is known for his Back to the Future score, yeah. which is just one of the great scores of all time. You know, he's done many, many other movies. We've already talked about him a little bit, I suppose, with our Soap Dish episode, as he did the score for that. But and he works with Robert Zemeckis quite a bit. But a guy that is just, particularly in this era, is just fantastic. And this score, I think, ranks as, as one of his best. It's It's an absolute brilliant. I think score it, it both ratchets up again the tension the excitement that score that sort of uh, march as it were is both propulsive uh, and gets you excited on some level about what's happening and then the way that he plugs in some of the more softer music cues allows for those quiet moments to really sink and 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 soak uh, soak up uh, any tension in the in the room and so forth. It's really really uh, quite a great score. Probably when the, which is why I don't want to cut you, but which is why 
when we were playing the game. It, it oh yeah jacked me up so much yeah. because I was like, this is one of my favorite scores, and I'm right you know right in it. It's fantastic. I was thinking about that at some point in the movie about Ghost Recon Wildlands, and I'm saying to myself, wow, that must have been amazing for Phil. What a what a feeling that would have been. <laughs> I I was envious of that too. I'm like, he must have been so excited because it was it was kept under wraps, much like uh, Bruce Willis's cameo in sure. Split. That was kept under wraps really really well. I had no idea to keep things under wraps is pretty impressive, and it's only happened a couple times to me where I didn't know something big, you know, someone ruined something for me with Star Trek and I hadn't watched the movie yet and they said oh this happens like oh well thanks a lot it was a big thing and it, and it ruined it it was a mean thing for them to do and I've always remembered that and held that against them uh, <laughs> wish them dead <laughs> I would go as far as that but uh, and I'm just thinking yeah yeah Phil oh he must have just oh I can and I, you did express it too when we were playing the game and, and I'm like, absolutely, because yeah, and I was excited for you, but I didn't feel what you felt, and I was like, oh, I, and, but I recognized that you were feeling something that day. Yes, this, so <laughs> something was in the air. <laughs> I think it helped there. because I think we played that game late, which means that any of the spoilering yeah. stuff would have already kind of come and gone, and it yeah. wasn't on my radar. So when we when we were playing it, it was some, it just felt like it was a, you know, a year old or whatever else. So it just it could have been the biggest thing, biggest news in the world, but it didn't. I would have no idea. So anyway, it was a real treat to experience it. And uh, this movie there. brought some of that back, which is pretty amazing. Yeah. And yeah, we really had a, a great time with that game in general. And that was just an added bonus. Uh, so Yes, exactly. So Phil, I have to say this movie, as I mentioned, as we get into the film, uh, I, I like it right away. I have to say, uh, maybe I love choppers. I love helicopters. Uh, <laughs> like fan. It, it just, it just, way they set up this film from the beginning I, I, again I have an idea it's pretty straightforward to it again it's not super complex this movie but it's not just stupid action so you're like like you mentioned it has a story it's got some dialogue which you know pretty good I mean there's a few lines obviously that stick out and have aged well enough I think there's nothing in this movie sure I really feel hadn't really aged well and as i said earlier that's uh, that's really impressive so now for you uh wh- you've watched this obviously a few times uh does the the beginning does it still you know grab you like like with with what i'm what i which i felt for the first time this day how does that make you feel when you watch the movie for the first time the choppers coming in i think that's pretty much it the choppers yeah, I, I mean, the only thing that, and I've never really liked this in particular, and it reminds me of another movie that, that, that we'll talk about before the end of uh, end of the year. Um, I do not enjoy, the only thing I would cut, because I love the first 10 minutes. I think it's really Oh, you're already excellent. cutting stuff. What are you cutting? Uh, I don't like the, um, I don't like the spaceship. I don't think we need Oh, uh, yes, yes, I yes. don't think. Okay, yeah. I don't think we need the spaceship. I don't think we need the yeah. pod sort of being um, jettisoned. Uh, onto Earth, I just think that's unnecessary. I like the idea that this thing—it could be alien. I'm okay with that, right? That it's it's, it's that predator it's, film, that it's not alien. of alien origin. It's a different movie, predator. <laughs> but I don't think that it's necessary to the to the story, right? It, it just adds. I mean, it's a visual, sure, but it doesn't really add anything to the story. But striking that because at the moment that we see it, we already saw the title, and the score is kicked in. So I, I have no trouble with the way the movie starts, other than if I could just tweak a little something i would get rid of the the hmm. the, the spaceship part uh but i love it i think it's great I, i'm with you I, I love the 
the imagery. I love the, you know, the, the choppers coming in. Again, all shot at sort of magic hour, the silhouettes. Uh, you get a sense that these guys are a team. Uh, Ventura kind of going around doing his thing. Everybody's kind of got their their uh, characteristics. You know, they're not characters, and but they're yeah, exactly their personas are kind of coming through. I really like all of those things, and uh, of course, it, it ends with the sort of again the music is just so damn good. Everyone's getting off the chopper. They they, they light Schwarzenegger by his cigar like it's just yeah, a that was hero awesome. shot. This really that was pretty awesome. it's so good. Yeah. And then we kind of get this amazing <laughs> mid-air arm wrestle <laughs> uh, of you know pure testosterone with Carl Weathers and Schwarzenegger when they introduce mm-hmm. each other into the. Uh, yeah. I just think again, this is an '80s like pure macho, brilliant thing. Yeah. But I love it, man. I think it's so good, and it shows the competitive nature. I just really think that there's a real shorthand to all of these things. That's just the first sort of six or seven, eight minutes of the movie. And we're already like, oh, I kind of know who these guys are. You know, I don't necessarily know them as people, but I kind of know them as archetypes. And I think the shorthand of that it really works. And it gives a little bit of backstory, a little bit of history without spending too, too much time on it. Because the movie doesn't need it. But I think it does just the right amount mm-hmm. to connect those dots. I really, really like it. And that includes even, you know, getting back on the chopper on their way. And you get Hawkins sort of telling his... <laughs> his his, uh, oh, you know, big pussy jokes. Yeah, he likes those. This is go-to. <laughs> he only has two. And that guy, that that's yeah. uh, that's played by uh, a writer, Shane Black. Yeah. Uh, who wrote and directed Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and The Nice Guys and oh, yeah. wrote The Last Boy Scout and, um, and many other uh, many other things. Lethal Weapon. Anyway, he's, he's excellent. And, you know, I, I, that's a, a line. That's a character that when I was eight or nine years old, those are lines, and those that's a character that sticks out to me far more than it does currently. Yeah, I find there's always, in a movie like this, not always, I'll be clearly, there's, a, there's always one guy that has glasses, and he's not big and tough like the others. I think that's... Yeah, like, that's fair. It feels common. I don't know. I might think, maybe I'm just thinking yeah. Ghostbusters, no, I think that's, 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 there's one, but that's a little bit different, but still, I don't know. I feel like I've seen, uh, like, another, or maybe, like, a war movie or something like that, there's the guy with... Uh, with the glasses. Sure, he's like the equivalent of like Rabisi, even though he doesn't have he doesn't have glasses, but he's kind Which of in that another Rabisi problem I had with Saving Private Ryan. I didn't share that last time because I was being really hard on it. But he, uh, Rabisi's character should have had glasses. That's another nit- nitpick <laughs> that I, I missed uh, on that episode. Thank you uh, for for reminding me. As for the alien, you know, you know what the alien scene at the very beginning uh, from space. Yeah. What it does, it takes away the un the un the the words where does this guy come from and i'm mixed on that phil yep. i see your point for a guy like me i want to know i think okay he's an alien from outer space okay let's go let's get this i know where he's yeah. from i don't have to sit there and spend time guessing what what is this creature sure. this is dumb this doesn't make sense is he superhuman i don't guess this is too it's not realistic uh, so i don't know why if that's maybe the reason for idiots like me this is why they did it <laughs> but it certainly was uh, fine with me. It would have been, but at the same token, I'm like, what it would have been like had we not known this guy. So I, I do, I see both both sides of, of that. Uh, so they should make a, two yeah. versions of this movie, which doesn't work well. I mean, you, you could have alternate endings, but alternate beginnings doesn't quite work. This alternate way. beginnings. <laughs> well, Ben, which one do you watch? I first, don't think so. I don't. 
Yeah. That's right, exactly. Like, oh, you didn't, you didn't see that? What I think is, I don't think that it hurts the movie at all. I just think it's not necessary. And so when, when I think that something's not necessary, it's like, well, it doesn't need to be in there. But I don't think it hurts the movie. I agree with you in that it helps kind of maybe frame it that we're, we know ahead of time we're dealing with something from uh, another planet. Mm-hmm. But I think we already kind of pieced that together throughout the movie. So we don't need this scene at the beginning, as short as it is, to, to show us, mm-hmm. right? That's just a it's, a, it's a, it's a minor nitpick, as I said, because it really doesn't affect my appreciation of the movie. It's just the one thing that I think, eh, you don't need this. Everything else I think in the movie is, is like almost pitch perfect. And this is sort of the one outlier that kind of goes, ah, I don't think it's necessary. Um, pitch perfect. It doesn't make it bad. It just makes it a little less than necessary, right? Again, it doesn't hurt the movie. Just, yeah, it's okay, you know? What I like about the movie is its efficiency of storytelling. Again, now we've, we've kind of got a sense as to who these, these guys are. Yeah. We have a sense of what their mission is. We've got they're not assassins. Dylan kind of. They're not assassins. They're, they're not assassins. They're a rescue. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Clear. I respect that. That's the thing. They throw it in. It's kind of a, a, an easy line of dialogue, but it does try and indicate that these are the good guys, if you will. You know, and then they've got some code, they've got some standard. Like the A team. And. It's not much, mm-hmm. but it sets a, a, a baseline for who these guys are. And, you know, within 10 minutes, they're in the jungle, basically. You know, and I love the sort of chopper scene, as I said, and the, the, the coloring and the listening to Long Tall Sally and Ventura kind of passing around his tobacco. And, like, kind of, again, you get a sense as to who the where the loyalties are and, the you know, all these different pieces. I really like it because, again, they're on the ground in 10 minutes of the movie. We get to see the sort of the discovery of this chopper. They talk about the heat seeker, and, and you're like, see, to me, these are the first scenes when they, when he talks around the heat seeker, mm-hmm. and yeah. Billy's like, "There's twelve gorillas, you know, and six six more men came, but I can't find any tracks, and it's like all of that within again. You're talking about the first 10, 15, 12 minutes. It is like, oh shit, something's up, right? You can start to feel their confidence. Let's say dissipating just a little bit yeah. they haven't fully recognized it yet but there's yeah it dips it's, a bit. it's, it's ominous there's, that there's a portent now in the air right there's this sort of understanding like oh you're telling me all of these things happen this is pretty sophisticated uh machinery you know for for a bunch of mm-hmm. you know nothings you know that kind of he kind of alludes to it so i really like that particularly on repeated watches but even in the beginning you really start to sense oh this isn't really an action movie there's these little threads in there that are there to, to really yeah. build up the tension. That's the first one that really sticks out. I just think it's fantastic. If there's one, like when it comes to Arnold, uh, again, uh, this is his very first movie. Let's be clear about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't check the facts. Uh, don't worry this, about this it. Is Arnold's premiere. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, no. I, mu- I must say though, like he, <laughs> like, like he looks good. Like he looks ripped. He looks cool. Oh, yeah. He he he's and I, good acting too. I I must say, uh, for this role generally. And the point around then is when they find the, the helicopter, like you mentioned, that got heat seeked, which uh, is not good for a helicopter because it's got heat on it and it seeks heat. And boom, there you go. And you have Arnold. He has like one leg up and he's just looking out. He looks tough, right? He's got his gun in his hand yes. and. The, one of the fellows is just coming back from uh, checking out the the helicopter, uh, the guy that was in two, uh-huh. two episodes of MacGyver playing two different characters, and 
at that point, I feel that's it. For Arnold is never more confident at that point. It goes not downhill is necessarily the right word, but that's like he's like he's in charge. Like they got this under control. Yeah. And then, but once after that, it's never really the same. They're they're on their heels, and there's this, something's watching them, and something's unsettling. Something's in the air. And that's and that's and I, I this is a really cool scene. I just remember him sitting there. He's got and just the way he's looking out. He's just looking out into nothing, and he just yeah. he looks so damn cool and so in charge and confident. And then he and then he finds out that there's you know it's not long after that where I think they find the skinned um, uh, Hopper Tupper or whoever one of his buddies or yeah Hopper Hopper yeah, yeah. that's six, again you're looking at 16 minutes into this movie that they find those skinned bodies. Yeah, and so it's there. again this first jolt of holy shit! This is something that's obviously from a from their perspective, it's now kind of escalated to something really uncertain, right? This mm-hmm. is not common. We don't see these kinds of things. Yeah. This kind of behavior isn't very common. Yeah. And as you said, everybody kind of starts to recognize that things are a little amiss. And as an audience, a that's just such a jarring, grotesque uh, scene. You know, yeah. These this imagery is so jarring. And Billy, you know, kind of has it, you know, flails a little bit. And and so anyway, so from it really sets a tone very quickly, as I said, what they're dealing with is something really, really crazy. And again, right after that, he talks about how, you know, there's no signs, there's no tracks, no one ever left here, but there's nowhere, like there's no indication that they're anywhere. Yeah, they just disappeared. You know, where where are these six men? They've just disappeared into the air. Again, Billy is sort of, is this sort of, I think they're probably projecting as a little bit maybe of a um, uh, indigenous person, you know, he's sort of at one with the land or something to that effect. He's a tracker, he's this, you know, yeah. I think they're maybe pl- preying on some of those things. Yeah. Not overtly, right? But that's yeah. his sort of role he's within sort of mysticism on some yeah. level. Like He's like, you know, when you and, play those video games, he, he's the one with the tracking skills. And here's the guy that's right. with that's the, right. the Gatling gun is a uh, venture. Uh, <laughs> You know. That's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's uh, so many uh, video games. I'm sure have been based around this sort of principle. Of, like, here's your main guys. You know, your yeah. tracker and your and yeah. your uh, your your well-rounded guy. But anyway, so it's a scene that I just really love because you get the impression he he's he's our guide basically throughout the movie that when things are really getting messed up, he is the conduit to sort of tell not only the audience but also the team that things are that they're in over their heads. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of scenes later on that uh, I'll mention because I, I just think he is incredible in them. But this is the first one of, again, it's just ratcheting up the tension so much that we get the sense that they're in over their heads even a little bit before they do, right? Like, it starts to really unravel fairly quickly. And again, from in terms of, uh, of the economy of the movie, you know, that's less than 20 minutes in. In fact, at 20 minutes, we get the first of the sort of what I call the predator view Right, that sort of heat. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, heat vision. Right. That's 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 twenty minutes. So it's our indication that that again, and this is why I think we don't need the spaceship because this already sort of tells me that we're dealing with something that's yeah. otherworldly. But it does indicate again that that they're being watched, and but we don't get to see what the, what it is. Right. We don't know what's behind that those eyes. And I think that's again a really clever thing that they continue to go back to throughout the, the course of the movie. And I think it just it's it's so excellent in projecting tension and fear. Again, a little more ominous on what's what's upcoming. And I'm impressed so much by by again this is 20 minutes in and we've gotten all of these these little bits of business. Mm-hmm. 
when you first saw the Predator view, what, what were your thoughts? You know, it's again, it's 1987, so I thought maybe this is the thing that takes you out. Now, personally, I think it holds up fine because it doesn't have to be high tech. It just has to be different, and I think it succeeds in that. But what, what were your thoughts? Uh, you know, really, you it was fine. It was it's it's really what about what it represents. It does. It's. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't. I, I got it. I mean, the he can. It's infrared. Whatever the heat. He so he can see them. Yeah. And it, but this is how he sees them. And yeah, I completely completely made sense to me. I don't think that needs to be upgraded if they had that they could with the technology. And uh, when the 8K version eventually comes out, they don't need to do anything with that. Uh, with his camouflage. Uh, that it's fine. I accepted for what it was. It didn't take me out of the movie at all either. It wasn't, you know, it, it aged a little bit, sure, uh, for movies that have done sort of the similar thing, you know, late in later years, which has been done a few times. It was fine. Yeah. This is, I, I find it a little bit inconsistent. There's certain points where, oh yeah, that's very well done. The, the, good, the good sequence here of the, of that camouflage. Where others, it was. Yeah. It was, he was in this weird pose, and I'm like, what the hell is he posing? He looks like he's posing for something, <laughs> like for a magazine or something. I wasn't sure what he's doing up in <laughs> Lion King, up in the tree, or I don't know what it was, but uh, uh, but never, never. Predator monthly. Yeah, exactly. It's the centerfold. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But uh, never enough, really, to take me out of out of the movie. Anything to do with the uh, special effects in in around the predator himself? Uh, you know, even the point where it's clearly a, a, a human playing him. A little bit as we get to the end, where you can see some of the body. It looks like a human body. But not, sure. But it's still it's different enough, and uh, I, it it didn't again. It didn't take me out of it at any point in time. So I always felt like this is not a costume. This is this is yeah yeah this is someone from uh, even though I already knew he was from outer space, um, but <laughs> clearly, <laughs> you know, it sold it sold out on us in the first thirty seconds and 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 basically kept us with that uh, that thought all the way through. Like it sold it, it sold so it, it worked for me. Well, that's great. I, I agree. Like I said, I I loved it back in the day because it was you know new technology, Imagine. and now that it's sort of old technology, I still think it holds up. There's a charm to it. Again, it doesn't need to be. I don't think everything needs to be the cutting edge. I just think it needs to be different. And 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 yeah. to your point, there are a couple of shots of that yeah. uh, camouflage that I think if it lingers on too long, there's one shot in particular that sort of sticks out as being like, ah, it's I would have cut away, you know, like it's. Yeah. But in in the small doses that we get throughout most of the movie, I think it's excellent. Mm-hmm. I think it's just enough to 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 keep it real. In terms of like, we need as an audience something to indicate that it's there, you know. Yes. So we need some of that blurring. Otherwise, we're just looking at the jungle. Now, I do think that this movie does. Uh, there's no specific scenes that I can think of, but there are a number of times and shots in the movie where the camera will just look out into jungle. Yeah, I love those quiet moments. A because they slow the movie down. They keep the pace mm-hmm. at a at a at a, at a, yeah, a yeah. reasonable level. But also because we are now again in the in the in Arnold's and the team's mindset, we're looking out trying to find glimmers yeah. and like, glimpses Waldo? and like what <laughs> yeah. it's a little bit like that, right? Like we're looking out into the expanse and we're kind of being presented what their view is, right? So as they're getting more and more ratcheted up in terms of their tensions and fear and so forth, they're looking out wondering what the hell is next. As are we, and I think that that's a great choice again by a really fantastic director because. Uh, there's an argument that says this movie should be or could be all action all the time and not really take those moments. 
but by taking those moments, I think you really affect the entire uh, presentation. And, and that ultimately, speaking of all action, you know, this is where we get really the first kind of action scene. I mean, there's not really any other way to explain it. Now, in the context of the movie, this is something that we call uh, Hitchcock called the MacGuffin, okay. uh, which is the plot device that propels the movie forward, but doesn't really have any purpose. So things like the Maltese Falcon is a, is a good example of that, where even in Casablanca, the, the transport papers are kind of, it's the, the thing that the plot is supposedly kind of hanging on, but the end doesn't really make a difference. And so this movie, we get this action sequence where they're finding these people in the jungle, they're, you know, Dylan has sent them there to find the cabinet minister and like all this espionage thing and they're crossing the border and so forth. But like none of that really matters to the movie we're watching. It's just there to keep the plot moving forward, to get the guys there and to make things happen. And uh, anyway, it's a movie term called the MacGuffin. And that this scene is really the uh, the manifestation of that. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a pretty fun 80s again. Like there's nothing more 80s than these types of action movies, you know, or these action scenes where it's just like you stand still and <laughs> machine gunning a dozen people and uh, you're okay and they all die. Yeah. <laughs> it feels like that's kind of how that goes. Again, the great American cinema. That's what this is right here. Phil. Yeah. I, this is where they really put the, the money. Like this money, this film must have cost a lot of money in the pyrotechnics. Uh, division. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, <laughs> spend a little bit more time on the camouflaging guys and less on the pyrotechnics. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but it was, and I like, and I did. This, to be clear, I, I really enjoyed it. Really, yeah, just put this this movie into high tempo. It just put it's on it's on steroids at this point. This movie like it has a great introduction. Uh, we get a bit of a slowdown just to give us a little bit of character development and, and to get an idea of what's going on and give us a little bit of the of the predator without showing him or out without really you know no one no one's died yet at this point uh, so it hasn't it's just giving us a little taste and then it gets us to this awesome action sequence which is just explosion after explosion it almost is too much it's almost too much for it was just too many things blowing up where it's like, oh, it's so obvious that they just want to keep blowing things up. And this is... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are getting shot, too, but the fo- main focus seemed to be things blowing up and engulfing in flames. But it was so well done. Again, aged so well. We're like, this is really... This, this stands up. This is really still good. And I'm really yeah, impressed. It's a great action scene. There's no yeah. CGI. It, it felt more real. It, there's And it was definitely a feature... got that feature, feature film vibe. And this isn't an episode of A Team or something like that, where from an '80s show, where it's like, "Ooh, that's it doesn't look too well." Uh, <laughs> it was good. I was, I loved it. It just really had me, my heart pumping. And it's like, "Oh, this is yeah. so awesome!" So I'm just at this point, I'm peaking. This movie has me peaking at this point, uh, and I was like really impressed yeah. with with what they did. And uh, equally impressed is how it is, you know, 25, 30 years later. I'm just or 35 years later, I guess. Yeah, it's it's impressive. For yeah, me. I agree. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really great. The pyro, as you said, the 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 pyro going off and the and the the, the gunplay and so forth. It's all like unnecessary, but What's it's necessary, it's, buddy. It's, it's necessary. It's, it's a big <laughs> adrenaline boost. Yeah, you know, as you said, sometimes. it's really really exciting and kind of fun and, and kind of hokey, but also really really fun and and, and lively. So I agree, and it really gets us uh, one of the first really classic lines, which is uh, "I ain't got time to bleed." Which is, you know, one of the Ventura, yeah. Again, you've never seen the movie, but it's one of those things that has sort of transcended the movie and, and 
uh, has stuck with me certainly, but many others uh, oh, yeah. along the way of uh, <laughs> I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, stick around. Yeah, or something. I think he says to the guy. Yeah, that's another one that came that came around here too. Yeah, you can tell it's again it's an '80s action movie when those kinds of like one-liners and stuff like that kind of come out. I think it's really great. After the action scene, this is where we first. I want your opinion on again now. So we've experienced so far. We've seen the heat vision. Mm-hmm. Here we get not only the heat vision, but we get an outline of this monster's, this creature's hand as he's looking at the the scorpion. Were you tickled by that again as a kid? I remember just thinking like, "Oh my god, I love this!" Right? Because I'm thinking, "Whoa, that's a gross looking hand!" Right? It's again these these slow yeah. reveal as to what this thing is going to look like, and when we see it's got these sort of claws, it's it's still five, I think five hands or four maybe. Yeah, it still like looks looks human to a certain extent, but we know it's not because the the claws and their extra long fingers and so forth. I was just I was like, what a great way to again you're revealing a little bit but you're still keeping it in secrecy and 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 creepy uh i loved it what were your thoughts did you I, get a jolt after seeing that i would say i got a jolt phil i appreciated it i i would say if, if for this movie's in 1887 where, where nobody knew who this was like nobody's heard anything about predator this is fresh for everyone i would have been like holy yes. shit this is this is interesting this is really interesting to get to kind of get let's get to know this guy let's get to know the predator you know, let's get to know his mm-hmm. physicality and, and where he is mentally. So I, I I can see what it was trying to do, and I think it, it established that. But it's, it's kind of like a one and done. And once you, now yeah. it, it's still curious. And I was still like, okay. But to me, it's like, oh, this guy's gross. You know, the only, the only <laughs> thing more gross than this guy and what he does to people is Ventura's chewing tobacco. That was the grossest thing in this movie. <laughs> It's say. pretty disgusting. Yeah, the skinning. I'm okay with the skinning. I'm okay with the predator's face, but the, whatever that, you need, that that's gotta go. That's gotta go. Yeah, uh, a man has his limits. Yeah, and that, that that's it. I'm a sissy. Fine, I don't like it. I, I accept. I'm a sissy for not, uh, you know, getting mouth cancer. But uh, that was really gross. But yeah, no, I I can see that being like it's very a memorable scene. And you remember the. Uh, the little yes. scorpion in his hand and getting an idea of what his hand looks like. And he's got like, obviously the like nails or something or claws, I guess. Yeah. I think I've insulted him with nails. Uh-oh. But yeah. So <laughs> and, yeah, again, it he's just also, another, he's, piece, another piece of him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's another piece. Exactly. And I, I like also that they sort of play with the sound. Like he's clearly like absorbing. It just oh, yeah. repeats anytime he's over, right? Like he's, he's almost modulating. It's, yeah. He's listening. Yeah. He's watching people. He's a creep. I dated someone like yeah, this. I, I, not cool. <laughs> not cool. <laughs> I bet it was yeah, ugly. I bet it was ugly too. Probably not fun either. <laughs> I bet it was ugly. <laughs> yeah, I had to be a god. Um, this is actually the scene. This next moment is one that that again. It's after all of that has sort of uh, happened, and there's this. Billy is kind of looking weird. He's he's looking out into the bush, right? He's just seeing things. There's that's, any, that's Billy he, most of the movie, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but there's one in particular where where Dutch is asking him, or Schwarzenegger is asking him, you know, what's going on? What's up? What's up? Yeah, what are you looking and at? finally goes up to him and and stands yeah. next to him and like Billy, and he just looks at him with that like quick whip turn, yeah. snaps out of it, and he looks terrified, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he looks, his eyes are wide, like he's. And it's a character that doesn't have a lot of range, obviously. It's not really built for that. Mm-hmm. But I love that moment because it really does indicate that this guy who... And they talk about it later, but I almost prefer it this moment 
rather than later when they talk about like you're not afraid of any man and he you know he has that yeah. sort of like macho line of like this is not no man or whatever that <laughs> is right yeah. right we saw the beginning it is it is right He's and it, it's it, it's a good dialogue right it's like it's a fine line but i like the visual better and i, I think mm-hmm. when he is having that look of i've never seen anything like this before uh it's it's a really it's a really great moment and, and i really uh, am, am impressed by it and it's at this point soon thereafter that we're about 45 minutes into the movie 45 minutes into this movie and we get our first death first kill yes yes uh, first kill hawkins and yeah i what were your thoughts on that on that scene did you sort of see it coming were there any any yeah, because uh, that's it happens quickly, right? And there's a yeah. little bit of blood. It's your first, you know. I know you're a little queasy. <laughs> uh, this is the first indication of of a violent attack. Obviously, the skinning has already happened. It's a little less visceral. But what were your thoughts on this, and and how'd you react? Well, again, the first guy to go is the guy in the glasses, right? Uh, has to be. Has to be. That's part of the rule. Uh, now, you know, it was. It was time. I felt it was time. So obviously it didn't come to any yeah. surprise. It was pretty obvious this 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 was it. He 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 run. He's chasing the the woman, I believe. Fine, and then they they end up yeah. being off by themselves. I'm like, all right, this is a great opportunity for Mr. <laughs> Creepy Pants to 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 make his move. Uh, it was well. I like about you know we. It's always a point when we talk about horror movies, especially is let's talk about the deaths and what they use, what weapon, how was it done, what was the situation. I enjoy yeah. it. That's kind of that's interesting, right? Uh, this is mm-hmm. probably my my least favorite, but I think it's fine because it escalates. I think, and yes. I think it needs to escalate. That's what adds to the tension and, and variety. So I think it's a more of a, a subtle death. You know, you, you, we get more of a glimpse of him and his camouflage and. We get her, uh, the, the woman who's just scared shitless and, and can't really talk at that point yeah. in time. And uh, Poncho arrives, right? And he's, you know, then, of mm-hmm. course, we, we get a glimpse of, uh, you know, some of Hawkins, at least part of the, <laughs> you know, 25% of him. Uh, it's like, I don't know if this is yeah. him. Uh, I think it might be him, but we're not sure. We're going to have to get some tests done to see whose spleen this is. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but... Otherwise, I thought it was because it was fine. Like it didn't blow, it wasn't it didn't blow me away or anything. I think I, I felt like okay, well, that make that all made all made sense really at the end of the day that to to the timing, to the style of it, and it got the ball rolling. So now it's like okay, now this this is real. Like we've lost a man. Now it it, it raises the the stakes uh, significantly yeah. at this point in time. So what are your, what are your your thoughts yeah. from a guy who's seen this obviously a few times? When we talk about the death scenes, and obviously you're into horror movies and such, so that's obviously a point that you always, you know, will will consider and th- and talk about. What are Absolutely. your thoughts? Agreed. Excitedly, I I I think it's excellent. I think it's excellent. It's excellent for the reasons you described. We're on the same page there. I I, I like that the sort of it's it's as minimalist as just some blood splatter yeah. on her face. It's on hers. That's and like, oh, it's not your blood. This is and I like that we. Exactly. Exactly. So we get a little bit of that. I like that we get a little bit more of the of the. Uh, of the predator again in camouflage, mm-hmm. reaching for the leg, dragging it away. Right, we're seeing how it interacts with the world a little bit more. Again, just little layers getting revealed of the character. Mm-hmm. And to your point, I love that it's it's it is a it's the beginning of an escalation, as you said. I think it's time somebody died, and I'm glad that somebody did because I think it's it's the right choice in the in that moment. But it also is subtle enough that it 
A, it belies the skinning that we just saw. So it sort of disconnects that a little bit. Like, oh, this is kind of nothing, you know, on some level, right? We didn't see anything. Maybe it's all going to happen off screen or what have you. So I like that it, it starts the progression uh, uh, fairly softly. And I love that soon thereafter we get the, the reveal, right? They have their, their scene, they're looking around, so forth. And then the camera starts to make it sort of way up the vines. And we see the blood on the, on the leaves, and oh, up, 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 I'm following the trail of this blood and so forth to watch Hawkins to see him finally revealed, kind of hanging upside down, bloodied and gross. And it's 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 a revelation that we're not going to be spared some of the, the, the imagery, the graphic imagery. And also, it's just a beautiful shot to indicate again that these guys are way in over their heads. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just think that shot, coupled with how he dies kind of off screen and, and we just see his innards, like you said, and just yeah. these basically his you know insides the reveal of him hanging upside down i just thought it was it's just and it's a great musical stinger that happens afterwards it's just yeah. a really great and now the movie you can feel it really kind of reaching uh a different gear mm-hmm. because it's right after that almost that we get old painless uh <laughs> jesse ventura uh his death scene yeah it's only a as a kid that loved wrestling and yeah. loved and loved loved him. He must have cried. I was like, I was pretty sad that he died because uh, I was just like, I like this character. He's just such a, a, a badass, you know. He couldn't have been happy. <laughs> no more tobacco. Yeah, tobacco kills kids. <laughs> Got him right in the chest too. What I what I like about that death scene is it adds, again, a little more information about Predator. Uh, okay, yeah. this is a new weapon. They introduce basically a new weapon at this point in time. Embrace basically Correct. shoots right through <laughs> Venture's chest, yeah. chest, and it was wonderful. It was great. Uh, so I, yeah. I, I that, and again, it, a little bit of an escalation from the previous death. It it's more on yeah. screen. Oh, there's there's nothing left mm-hmm. to the imagination for the most part. Uh, you know, we should we see him yeah. just get shot in the chest. There's no no real doubt that he's not going to make it. Uh, he's because I I think you I. <laughs> You can see a whole, it's almost morphine like, is not going to help this guy. No, you almost see like the hole right <laughs> in his chest. You, yes, it's, it's, I feel like there's a hole in his chest. It is a subtle. It's a subtle shot. It's just off. You know, just just on the other side of the frame. But yeah, it is. It is a gaping hole in his chest. Yeah, and that uh, doesn't bode well for even the best wrestlers, uh, or, 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 <laughs> no. or governors or whoever. So yeah, so I like I appreciated that death scene and a little bit more of of the predator and what he has his abilities and you notice everyone getting gradually more. Well, at this point, I think three of them have urinated their pants by now. Uh, <laughs> shit himself. Uh, but yeah, you can you can get a sense of everyone's peaking at their at their scare at their fear level, and that's interesting yeah. interesting to see out of out of, out of a bunch of tough guys. You know, that's not easy to do sometimes. Absolutely. And I, I feel like a lot of movies fail at that, of giving, you know, a movie like with Mark Wahlberg or somebody who's just tough all the time sure. and they care about a real issue showing fear. I think they did a pretty good job in this. Even, even you know, Arnold on, on, on some levels. Uh, yeah. It was visibly like, this is like, even, I don't think I can, you know, I'm in trouble here. So I thought that was pretty, this is pretty the, well done. I agree 100%. Because we, we've talked about that in a Wahlberg movie. As I said, he's only got two modes, right? Like pissed off and, and, and annoyed or whatever. I can't remember what I said. But <laughs> like he doesn't he doesn't show vulnerability, right? Like we're watching yeah. uh, that garbage movie uh, that he was the, <laughs> a few weeks back. Uh, Contraband was a great where, film. Contraband, yeah, yeah. It was a great film. Everyone exactly. loved it. Yeah. 
please. But that that and watching his performance, it's like there's no vulnerability in this character. So it's like I can't care about his wife and his kids and his family and his brother and his you know because he doesn't seem to care. And I, I like that this movie. It's again, it's all testosterone all the time. But particularly after Blaine uh, Ventura's character, after he dies, and you watch the firefight, right? Like now it's all guns blazing. You know, Duke yeah. is screaming. Yeah, the Gatling gun um, and just going ham. Max, sorry, Bill Duke plays him. Yeah, yeah, everybody, the Gatling gun's out. Everybody's kind of blowing it up. It's, it's going waste crazy. Everyone's losing their minds. Game, yeah. Well, you don't, they don't know it's a waste of ammo, right? That's yeah. what I like about it. It's only afterwards you realize they didn't hit a thing, you know, and they kind of call it out. Like, like we just did you know, all of this damage. And there's no track, there's no trail, there's no blood, there's no anything. Well, we see, right? and we, I, see I, and we see a little bit of blood. We see a little bit, yeah. but it's not discovered yet. She sees it, she kind of covers it. Yeah. But from their perspective, they did nothing, right? And I thought, again, that is impressive. And I also like, again, we're getting another reveal, a little bit more of the Predator now. We see his, basically his whole body, like we see the, yeah. and his eyes, they kind of glow. Beautiful and eyes. Max sees that. And he just keeps saying, like, I, I saw it, I saw it. Like, he looks fucking terrified. I just think it's such a... it. This movie and movies like this, particularly in the 80s, like, don't typically, in my estimation, didn't typically have moments like that. You know, scenes like that. He gets the quiet moment of, you know, Dutch is sort of t- trying to, to put his mind at ease or, you know, reassure him, you know, he was a good soldier, he's a good man, you know. He's a friend. And... He was a friend, and it's a little quiet moment, and you know, it, it maybe is a little cheesy, but I think in the context of the movie, it adds some gravitas to to this team as humans, as people, you know, people that have done this before, that are, are a group and a team that have done it and have grown together and so forth and have these relationships, so that when do- people die, it, it actually sort of means something, and that is something that I think as we've progressed into a certain sanitization of, of uh, action movies and and the sort of comic book Marvel thing is that the 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 ramifications or the consequence of people dying isn't really shown on screen and, and this is not like the the this is not a movie that is like the apex of that at all but I, the fact that they even included it I think is indicative of the movie that is a cut above many others you know I think if you watched Commando you probably don't have that scene you know it's just a couple years earlier but mm-hmm. it, it just it, it just does it feels like a, a cut above it, and I, I was really impressed by it. And I was really, like I said, pretty impressed by performance. You know, Bill Duke's performance as Mac. You know, just sort yeah, of, he's I saw one of the best saw ones. He's one of the best performances. Yeah, he's great. He had the most to work with, I think, for the most part, even more than than Arnold Dutch. There, I think he had a, a fair amount of dialogue and a fair amount of scenes. Uh, at least up, at least up until a certain point. Uh, <laughs> Certainly. <laughs> and, I also like the explanation. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I also like the explanation where she reads, you know, she says that the jungle came alive and took him. Yeah, she's done it a couple times. To me, so like, uh, yeah, I like that. I just think that's a great again for building the suspense, right? Again, if I'm trying to put myself in the in the in the in the in the mindset of the character, you know, if I'm in the jungles and we've already had our own suspicions and things are happening, and the and the solution or the answer they get is when you when when you ask like what happened, and her answer is the jungle came alive and took him. Again, these guys are armed to the teeth with, you know, grenades and guns and, you know, this macho bravura attitude. And the reality is the jungle came alive and took them. Is, it means that they, they're nothing, you know, at the end of the day. And I just think it's a, it's a great line that, again, grounds what we're seeing in a different way. And I like that Billy sort of follows up right after that with, like, you know, we're all going to die. Yeah, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Thanks, <laughs> right? Thanks like, Billy. We're fucked. Yeah. Guy who's not afraid of anybody. <laughs> He's a bit of a killjoy. Yeah. 
he's afraid of no man, and he's like, oh, we're all gonna die. But like, that's that's, I don't, I'm not, I'm not liking this endorsement from Billy. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, not great, but that's true. But it's his character, and I like what they did with that character. And uh, you know, it's subtle. He doesn't have, like, unlike Mac. Mac is, uh, you know, more audible. Like he's yeah, a little more lines and more. They were. Billy's more of a subtle, like, oh, this guy's, like, that's right. getting a sense of this, getting a sense of things and just sharing his two cents every once in a while. He's more doing with his body language, his eyes. Yes. <laughs> and Mac, at this point, is basically losing his mind, right? Like, he's 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 mumbling to himself. He's sort of doing this uh, yeah, monologue to himself. He's still talking to Blaine. Like, you can tell he's kind of, he's off the rocker a little bit, as they say. Uh, well, I think the high... And I kind of like that. Yeah, I think the high point for, for, for Mac, right, we're talking about? Yeah, uh, yeah, is the razor blade. I yeah, think, I, such a good. I scene. think that's the peak peak of this of of his character, and I think it's fantastic. Everything you said is just up to that point, and he's just, and he breaks it, and it's like this guy's scared shitless, he's and terrified. he's losing, and yeah, yeah. He's, this guy's terrified, and I think they do yeah. do a fantastic job to portray that in a movie. A bunch of a uh, macho dudes. This guy is, you know, and yeah. you feel his his petrification, if you will. Uh, just, uh, <laughs> I think I, I think he probably for me anyway, and I like to want to hear your opinion. Impresses me the most out of all of them. I think even including like he's he. I think he's the strongest character in the movie. I think that arguably. that's uh, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. I think I had already seen Rocky Four by this point, so like I was in with Carl Weathers, like I really dug, he, he plays Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies, so I already kind of knew him, so he was like my go-to guy going in, and Schwarzenegger obviously was really big at the time, and Ventura, I already had the wrestling connection. So I had some emotional, let's say, connections to those three actors and their, their performances and so forth, but I think even when watching it as a young person, Mac was the guy that stood out as being uh, the for lack of a better term, the revelation, right? Like a character, an actor that I had never seen before, but was immediately struck by. I loved his voice. I love when he talks about, you're ghosting us, you know? Uh, I'll leave you, I'll bleed you, leave, real quiet, leave you here. Uh, he's got some great lines. And he obviously, again, when he's losing his mind, that razor blade scene is a scene, a shot that sticks with me for all those years. Again, I, it's such a small thing. Obviously, it's a small choice. It doesn't take up a lot of room, but it, shows you he does not know what the hell he's in you know he's 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 over his he's terrified he's, yeah. he's out of his mind yeah. and I, I think it's a subtle choice and i think it's excellent and he he is really and frankly we'll get to it in just a couple minutes but he's ultimately my uh my least favorite death as a result of the character that i was like oh so sad yeah. to see him go that was one that that i was disappointed although i love i love yeah i love uh, the way he goes well, that's uh, it, I was eh? sad to see it. that's where it gets you kind of sort of torn <laughs> and i think it just adds to yeah. it because what it does is it connects you to this character just to take out just to take him away from you and i think that's mean but i think mm -hmm. it's good so i think it's yeah it's well done it, it gets you it just adds weight i have to say if we're talking about that now i would i love that uh, that death scene it was pretty awesome uh yeah best best to date uh what I don't like, Phil, and this is one of my again one of my very few nitpicks, at least of the very first like hour, is mm -hmm. I got the impression that his head was taken clean off. That's the yes. that's why it looks to me. But then you have yeah, uh, Carl come the around the reveal later. Yeah, that his head's still all there, and I, that that took me out a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, I was like I was disappointed that why why is his head reattached to his 
his neck all of a sudden because I'm pretty sure <laughs> that it was clean. Like it was right off the top and then Dylan sees it. So I was a little disappointed with that all because I thought it was such a cool scene like moments before. Yeah. So it just it didn't do it justice, I think, with having. I don't know if that's a f uh, why that happened. Do you have any explanation? Have you read in the special in the special features of why his head? No, I think it's again, it's just a an oversight. I think it's just a what you what you would call that. Yeah, I mean, an oversight, I suppose. You want two, you have two opposing needs in in those two different scenes, right? So one scene is to show off some special effects and some blood and guts and gore, mm -hmm. which is one purpose. Yeah. But you also want to have the moment of Dylan's revelation when he sees him and to look at a headless Mac doesn't have the same, uh, I, think it does. I don't think anyway, I the think same resonance. Uh, maybe it would, maybe it would, I but I think it's, like, it's probably just, shit. <laughs> this is getting real. There's a guy with could be. no head. I think I, th I I do remember mm -hmm. agreeing with you back in the day. Like I, I mean, uh, not that I disagree with you now, but I, I agreed back when I first saw it. I thought the same. I was like, well, he shouldn't have a head because no. we just watched it like very clearly get blown right up. Yeah. But um, but at the same time, I like the look and I like the the positioning of the next of those of the next shots of the reveal. So I, I've never been too, too mad at it, but I, I see your point is basically what so I'm trying to say. All I ask is you to take a moment and see what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> agree or disagree. So, yeah. So, yeah, now, I'm perturbed, but yeah. I get that. Just before that, we have the, if it, if it bleeds, we can kill it. When they've discovered mm -hmm. that, uh, that it, you know, that she's got the blood on her. And then they go into, and I know you love it, the montage. You know, the trip, the trip wires, the whole yes, of course. kit and caboodle there. I wondered, uh, you know, this is the first bit of that. We get another one a little later on. But uh, I can imagine your blood was just pumping at the survivalist preparation, let's say. You know, and uh, I really, again, it's it's sort of, it just ratchets it up. It gets it, it gets it, it brings it to another level where now they're, they're, having to use let's say their wits you know they're using their brains as it were more than their their weapons and some stuff like that it's a great scene i really liked it uh, as well and i like that you know basically again we're just over the hour mark and we're getting these these great moments again with the with the the setup and mac going after the vision because now at this point he's in the tree and the camouflage kind of flickers and we see Again, a rough outline of what we're dealing with. He's got the mask on. We see the sort of body, and he jumps away, and we—it's just a glimpse. But we kind of know now that that again, another piece of the sort of overall puzzle of what this predator looks like. And it's a fucking cool design, man. I really just dig it, and it's very brief, but I, I really like it. And again, then we get the Dylan and the Mac stuff, and Dylan's got a great death too. As much as mm -hmm. as Mac kind of wins the the scene, I love yeah. that he loses his arm yes I and it's that. still firing yeah, <laughs> yeah in yeah. slow-mo and he turns around and like i just i love the way that that whole sequence yeah really everything from from mac running off yeah to dylan and he making their plan and uh, and mac getting positioning we watch the the triangle aiming hit yeah. his forearm first yeah and we're like oh shit and then and i just every that whole seven minutes or so is just perfect action horror filmmaking. Like it's so good, uh, and 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 I love I love it. I, I've rewatched it twice. 
I, <laughs> like specifically just like watched yeah. it and rewound it to do it again. I just yeah. loved it. It's so I, good. Yeah, I, I don't blame you for that. The only thing I think is I think they, from a spectator looking out from a tactical point of view, I understood what they were trying to do, but I'm like, they both saw, well, okay, this is actually the scene where I like the most of the Where's Waldo, if you will, of, uh-huh. you know, Mac can see him, and then it takes, and I'm looking yeah. for him, and that that scene is really well done when it comes to, you know, spot the predator. I think that's the best one yes. in the whole movie. Uh, it takes Agreed. it takes Dylan a, a, a moment, and he gets it, but for me as a viewer, it's my favorite, like, spot the predator moment. Uh, I think it's perfectly done, uh, excellently executed, fantastico. Uh, and again, like you said, that whole that whole stretch of you know you know six to eight minutes, I'll say to be safe, uh, absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, you think they would start shooting at him when they see him up in the tree, but they they're they're trying to come up with a better plan, and I respect that that they just didn't like. Oh, there he is! Start shooting. Uh, like they take a calmer approach, more tactical. It clearly, did not work out for either of them. As they both, you know, ultimately <laughs> no. met their demise. Uh, and as for the montage, I appreciate it. I do, but I will take a montage. I much preferred, say, Swiss Family Robinson to like the the, the the building of just spending a little bit more time. There, there's a lot of quick shots. Yeah, just too, okay. just too quick for me. There's a lot there. I, it got the point across. It gave me, it gave us an idea of what they're doing, what they're up against. Uh, what their plan is, and I, I appreciate all that. I like what they did, but it, it just didn't spend any enough time on anything specifically for really to, for it to sink in and really give me that Swiss Family or A Team A Team sort of feeling that I that I that I like out of a montage okay. personally. But I have very high standards for montages. Like you know me, it has to. Uh, you know, I think you've established that over yes. the years. I think our fans know it. Oh, absolutely. Think, uh, you have to, you have to illustrate time. Clear. You have to illustrate time appropriately. <laughs> you have to. There's a lot of things. Uh, now it's again, yes. it's it's not bad by any stretch of the imagination, but just you know, not to my level. But uh, I'm a hard sell. But it made sense at the point movie, and and as for pacing, uh, I mean, this movie's. You know what? Make this movie. I think what adds to it again. I have to say it again. Is the soundtrack. They use yeah. every every possible opportunity when they had the predator, uh, the main soundtrack going when they didn't have to, and yeah, and it was perfect because it, it it took a moment that may have felt a little bit short uh, of of tension and amped it up and got it just kept us where yeah. we needed to be, and I think that's a really well yeah. use of, of that soundtrack that we again like I said earlier that we don't really or I haven't really experienced much. It could be just what I'm watching. It's another one of those. Again, it's a it's a great theme, right? Which which I agree that modern yeah. sort of movies don't really have a ton of. It's a it's a theme that gets repeated throughout. It's indicative. It's it, you can know it. That's great. Yeah, it's evocative. It's propulsive. It's evocative. But also, it it does the job, which is heightens a move a moment in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's it, it it elicits excitement or sadness or or happiness or joy, whatever the case may be, right? Music is there to, to heighten and, and, and elevate any scene. And this movie, I think, exactly succeeds in doing that. And we get, after, you know, the Mac and Dylan, and we hear Dylan scream into the into the air, Yeah, that stops Billy in his tracks. And what were your thoughts when he sort of basically sacrifices himself? I, I remember just thinking, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Don't do that when I was a kid, you know, because I like Billy too, but I was just like, what is happening? What is he doing? Don't do that, you know. 
Yeah, um, I don't quite understand it because I don't think it's necessary. I think he can still. I agree. If he wants to sacrifice I himself, I respect the hell out of it. I would never do it because I'm a coward. But you don't need to do it then and there. You can, you know, put it in your back pocket and wait till yeah, it's absolutely, it absolutely no other choice. I have to do this to save mm-hmm. my friends. It just felt yes. silly. Yeah, it just felt silly. Again, not enough to take me out of the movie. But I, I just thought, you know, yeah. I know they want a big scene. And I like, you know, the setup of it, you know, where it was. I mean, that mm-hmm. made sense if he's going to do it to there from a, from a theatrical point of view. Yes. It's, it's going to pay yes. off more than, you know, just randomly, oh, turning around and, like, throwing himself in front of something or, you know what I mean? But uh, Yeah, yeah. But from just, like, you know, from a point of view of just, like, what you, you I don't think you should have done that. I think it was a mistake. Billy's gone now. Yeah, I agree. I, I again, I, I just remember thinking, what are you like? It doesn't seem to make much sense, as you yeah. said. And now I love the visual, as you said. I like the yeah. performance. I like that he kind of just throws his stuff away. And Arnold's like, you know, what are you doing? What's going on? You know, get you know whatever else. Get to the chopper. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Any of these kinds of things. But um, I, I remember thinking it's a little unnecessary. Yeah. Um, Maybe it was. But Maybe we don't know. We 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 don't know the other outcome, right. right? If he could have. Well, it may have slowed himself. him down, right? If the predator at that yeah, point is spending exactly. time with him on this bridge, they have more time to. He likes the one on one. You know, like the predator is clearly it's a game for him. As a, like yes, a, this uh, this is another point in the movie where we get to know the predator more from a personal perspective, emotionally. Uh, what kind of predator yeah. is he? Uh, Where's he are, coming from? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What does he like <laughs> to do in his spare time? What uh, what hobbies does he? You know. Uh, so he That's likes right. when he's not hunting. Yeah, you might find him with a book by a fireplace. Yeah, he's, like, he's like <laughs> cooking with the predator. But That's... I think he likes the challenge. The predator does, and he likes the yeah. one like the one-on-one challenge. He likes the he's definitely a hunter, and this illustrates that further. So it really, you know, it it capitalizes on on the scene. It just you know maybe had he not done that, Billy. And he went to do it later, and he tripped and fell over something, and they all died. So maybe it wasn't, you know, necessary at this point in time. It gave him enough enough time, but it's uh, yeah, it, it could be. As I said, I don't know, but it struck me as weird. That's yeah, all. It struck me, saw it, and, it, so. and I will, and I will tell you at this point in the film, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. It loses a little bit of steam for me, and a little, and it doesn't. It, it, it starts to. I really enjoyed the first, you know, hour fifteen. Really up to the point where you know yeah. Dylan and Mac uh, get it, mm-hmm. and it never hits that again for me. It's all I, I don't want to say downhill because it's not it's not bad. It just never gets to the level that it had gotten to at any point in the movie earlier. Like I never reach it again. That, that for yeah. me, uh, that's how no. I, that's that. I have the exact same note. I mean, okay. I've got more words than that, uh, as you can imagine. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I have the exact same note. I have basically an hour 20 as we get the full reveal outside of the camouflage of what the Predator looks like. Yeah. I was like, okay, you know, we finally got it. It's an hour 20 into an hour 50 minute movie, right? So there's a half hour left. I'm like, that's perfectly appropriate. Like now we get the, mm-hmm. the big reveal and we get the kind of mud trick. Yeah, the crypto. You know, as he as we get we we get as he's kind of coming out and wrapped in mud. We don't really know why or how that's going to yeah. play out just yet because it's mm-hmm. it's cross cut with the predator basically ripping the spine out of Billy, which I really love. Oh, love that, that scene where he right. he just yanks it out. We're watching it in 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 uh, silhouette. It's so great. I love all of that. But I do think that everything basically happens 
like Dutch is now preparing, right? This is another montage, which I think you might like a little bit more because I do think that they spend a little bit more time on the specificity of mm, bringing the tree enough. down and connect it to the thing. No, okay, still not, okay. All not right, quite. better. Noted. A step in the right direction, but you know, I've watched sure. so much MacGyver in the 80s that <laughs> yeah. it, it, that, I think that's really honestly my that's why my expectations are high because MacGyver did such a great job of it because uh, it, it would spend yeah, the okay. whole episode like half the episode was that of MacGyver yeah. was, was, yeah. was doing these things so I became accustomed to that and that's why, that's why I love this it's one of my favorite shows of all time so every time they do something sort of like that I feel, I feel short changed because Richard Dean Anderson of course has done it. Uh, has had the ability to take his time with it, and they're able to show it. Sure. The, the things. Uh, did trash. it first. Did it better. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But again, like what? Uh, but I agree with you in that. I think the last half hour of the movie. I think this is the only part of the movie where I think, and I don't want to use the term because to your point, I think it doesn't drag. It doesn't hurt the movie. It doesn't take anything out of it. But I find myself loosening a little bit of my excitement. Mm-hmm. I love so much of what happens before, as I said, ripping yeah. the spine even then, like all that stuff. Yeah, you're like but that, But the right? prep, <laughs> I do. I think it's, I loved it back then and I love it now. I think mm-hmm. it's so good. It just, it's, it's just such a, it's clearly like a trophy. He polishes it, you know, wipes yeah. it clean. Like it's obviously indicative of yeah. he's doing it for sport, yeah. you know, on he's, some he's level. He's very right? sporty. Like he Again, we're these. getting to know this guy. He's very sporty. Uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, but I, what I, but so I do find like, so now Schwarzenegger, he's like preparing, he's doing his thing, he's in the dark and you watch the, the cat and mouse thing that they do goes on for about 30 minutes. Yeah. And I think it probably, yeah, I think half of that even, maybe 20 minutes, uh, would have been enough to convey the back and forth of the two. Um, I like that it sort of. You know, it just wasn't... Yeah, it just yeah, exactly. It didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I like the idea that they want to have the predator wants to have this like one on one fisticuffs cool. mono we mount mono thing. Yeah. But it took too long to get there. It yeah. took too long to set that up, I think. Mm-hmm. I but it, we do get the your one ugly motherfucker line, which is I think is again one of the one of the great it's mean but uh, it's good. Uh, movie lines of all times. To each um, their own. I mean, everyone has their, their taste. <laughs> That's just for me. I love it. And I, I do think that I like that um, the way in which the Predator kind of dies. I like that he kind of, Arnold sort of beats him, let's say. And he's spitting up the blood and he's under the tree trunk. and But he, he's still, <laughs> you know, he's still going to, he's not done yet, right? So he sets the self-destruct, which I think is just a great, like, fuck you. Uh, to Arnold like after all of this yeah yeah, with Billy's laugh I just thought yeah. what a, that's a nice little touch so again I would have truncated the middle part but I really like the ending I like yeah. that he's good. kind of yeah, been pinned good. down and he yeah. blows up the whole thing I think that's a great like kind of a cheating almost like he cheats he's like alright well you beat me but I'm still gonna win you know somehow I really like that and I, I really like the simplicity of the ending you know they finally get to the chopper yeah and and it's just quiet, and it shows her, and it shows him, and like he's all—he's got that hero shot, that great hero shot, where the dust is clearing. He's soaked in mud. He's got like an overhead shot. He's just standing there, glorious, and like that is Schwarzenegger at his, at his absolute best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it ends just him in the chopper, looking absolutely like gutted and broken, like Spy Game. Remind me of obviously a little bit different level, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that's but, a good yeah, point. But I think they tied it up pretty good. Like uh, as yeah, a, yeah. Like as I say, it, 
took a little while to get there, but that's tough to do a death scene of that magnitude of the, of to those two types of characters. Like, how do you kill the predator? Right, that's a tough one, and they give you the anticlimax, right? Where come on, give, kill me, kill me, get in here, kill me, kill me, more. kill me, come on. And then he comes. I guess he kind of. Yeah. I guess he comes around. I guess and gets him on another trap. Am I getting that? Is that what uh, what we saw? Yes. He just has multiple yes. traps, and he just came around. He's got a bunch of traps. Yeah. Well, the montage went too fast. That was I don't the montage. Know, I don't know, Phil. But uh, <laughs> I, I missed that part. But yeah. So I thought that was done in the self destruct. You know, had he hit him on the head with the rock, which he hesitated yes. to do, and ultimately threw the rock away. Uh, you know. Things would be different. I don't know. <laughs> Could have gone differently. Uh, well, I was thinking he was he was communicating to at first. My first thought of that death scene is with the keypad is like, oh, he's he's letting his his friends know on his planet wherever he's from. Sure. That, yeah. Hey, I'm about to die. I'm about to die. Come come yeah. seek revenge. His name is Dutch. He likes cigars. <laughs> long walks along the beach. Arm wrestling. Sure. Or, yeah. or or worse, you know, can you can you pick me up? I'm not feeling so hot right now. Can you come by? Yeah, exactly. Here's my get, coordinates. Get me, get me. Yeah. So <laughs> get me that's, picked up. That was my initial thought. Clearly, I was seemingly wrong, and that's okay. I don't mind the one what it did. I like. I was cool with the sure with the explosion. I'm not sure why the chopper would have stopped. If I was the chopper, I would have like yeah, oh gotten right out of town. Ah, uh, yeah. No one else <laughs> is getting to the chopper. We're uh, we're taking off. Uh, yeah. Well, considering that the whole thing was like you're in a hot zone, we can't come in, we can't land, and then yeah. They land right after. Uh, you know, again, it's 80. Like, I'm not, uh, that's, that's so again, funny. I don't think about movies like in that term. It doesn't make a difference to me. But no. in hindsight, you're like, eh, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, on my third um, or fourth watch, I might have thought about since this is, my, again, my first watch. I'm, I'm in it for the experience. Sure. And I, I, I like that viewpoint of it. And that's why, again, as you noticed, mm-hmm. I had very few nit, nitpicks. And the, the issue was just really with the the length of, of certain parts sure. of well, what we just talked about, really. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, that's the only real thing about me too. I, I really love everything about the movie. That's but common. Though. I thought you it's could like, shave ten minutes out of that and, and you'd be okay. It's so common for like we did Patriot games. Obviously, for different reasons, we didn't like the last you know, fifteen mm-hmm. twenty minutes. It just seems to move, move some movies once they hit that there's a hump or something, and it, they just can't follow through on a on a full an hour forty five. There has to be some something that, that takes us uh, takes you a little bit out of it because I was like. You know, I was. I guess maybe that's the 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 fault of being so awesome in the, in the first like thirty seconds of the movie with the theme song and like, oh my god, yeah. this is wicked. The expectations are you're, is to get to get that all the way through, and that's that. I don't think that's easy to do for any director or writer uh, to to be able to keep that up for a buck forty five, really. So it's uh, but, no, and I, I think it's only getting worse for audiences particularly yeah. at home, you know, one of the beauties of watching a movie in the theater is things like, you know, you can't just scroll on your phone or yeah, get up and exactly. get distracted and have a conversation yeah. and whatever else, right? So I think the audience, my ourselves or myself included, is the ability to just sit still for an hour, 45, hour, 55, mm-hmm. focused entirely and intently on the movie is a bit of, at home, is a bit of a dying art. And yeah, um, I, I do my very best to continue to go to movies in the theater and and try my best at, at, at while watching them at home to really stay as focused as I can because mm-hmm. it's a very slippery slope and I think again 20 years ago this movie that that last half hour probably doesn't bother me as much as it does now and, and not that it really bothers me but like I wouldn't have noticed it maybe as much yeah, yeah exactly uh, yeah. you know 20 years ago as I do now and I think there's definitely some reason for that it, that's not just 
the movie making. I think there's definitely something I'm bringing to it. So, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, that's that's this movie for me. It's it's a glorious part of my shelf. I'm I'm really really happy to have revisited it. I'm excited to see Prey. Uh, I'm curious, kind of what they do with the sort of this sort of prequel principle. I have as well. I just haven't gotten around to it, but uh, it, it's definitely on my uh, to-watch list. Mm-hmm. And uh, but this movie, you know, it, it I think it holds up incredibly well. I think the effects aren't dated. I think the performances for what this type of movie could have been, I think, are way above, like way performing above uh, their uh, weight class. I would suggest that uh, everybody has quickly establishes their characteristics and their characters and really i think when they die some of them maybe more than others but they all have a there's hard. a sadness that comes to it there's a, there's a disappointment there's a mm-hmm. uh oh i'm gonna miss that guy you know and i think this movie goes a long way to really set it up and it really is john mctiernan you know the year after this i think is when he does uh die hard yeah, and yeah. he brings brings the very much the same kind of frankly brilliance uh in terms of staging and directing action movies mm-hmm. uh, and with humanity and, and with uh with some uh uh nice touches that kind of bring it home uh is an incredible movie and i, I love it uh, i'm so glad we were able to watch it and uh dave what are your final thoughts given that you've only just watched it the one time and what have you got for us next week well philip as a 44 year old it's my it's my duty to have seen this movie at some point, uh, like like most things, as you know, I I do them quite late in life. I'm doing things that I'm doing now at 44 that most people do at the age of 19 and 20. You know, like kissing a girl, kissing a girl, driving a car, going to school. <laughs> all this goes on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm very happy that I uh, had this uh, experience uh, of finally watching it. Uh, after all these years, uh, this is a perfect opportunity to, for the viewing that I figured you had on your shelf. I, I think I was there when you bought the 4K version at uh, one of our. Not only this one, but three other ones too, buddy. Don't yeah. you worry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miss those excursions. So all in all, I uh, I like the movie. I, I I don't. It's one of those movies where I'm really happy I watched it and I enjoyed the experience, but I almost want to leave it there. I don't know. I would probably watch it again uh, in certain circumstances. Probably not for a while, but not a movie I would I would probably you know own or revisit that often. I, I kind of like the fact that I left it unwatched for so long, and now I've watched it. I want to keep the essence of only watching it that one time, instead of you know watching it over and over until like I've done with Seinfeld and some other things like that. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, but, but I can say I've watched it, and I can, and maybe I want to leave it on a high note. I think that's part of what I, what my my plan is to do with this movie. But I, I, I would watch Great. it again. Uh, getting the box set on 4K is always tempting, as you know me. I like yes. uh, we were, we're collectors, and it's an interesting series. And I haven't seen the other ones either, so uh, that could happen if the price was right. So it's not off the table uh, by any means. I love it. Uh, as for next week, Phil, I'm, I'm, you know, I want to sort of follow suit. I want to bring you what I have that I would consider in this genre. Uh, it's a movie that probably not with the, necessarily the gore that this movie offered. So that's probably why this movie is probably one of the few I have on my shelf of this genre. But I am bringing Tremors off of my shelf oh. uh, onto your screen. 
So I'm, I know you've seen it. You're not like me, but I'm guessing it may have been a while. <laughs> so I thought we would visit oh, something gosh. in the same genre off of my shelf and uh, check out Mr. Kevin Bacon again as we visited him last, just a week or two ago. So That sounds awesome. All right. Looking forward to it. Uh, folks, uh, thanks for listening and uh, join us on our Facebook page. It's Off the Shelf with Phil and Dave. Tell your friends, share the podcast with everyone you've ever met in your life. And uh, we look forward to talking to you next week.